Can we just all let a collective wet fart on air, record it, and then... <laughs> I'm recording. <laughs> just, can we all just shit our pants collectively and then call it a day? Just call us Tottenham on Sunday. There's one of his classic diagonals to Rehion. Welcome to the Stateside Spurs podcast. Wishing we were a little bit happier tonight, Austin. Oh, God. Uh, a little it's... bit happier? How about just happy in general? There's a reason why we, we waited until Tuesday evening to record this podcast. Um, why hopefully does this we club can be, hate me so much? Why? Hopefully, hopefully we can be a little bit more rational in our thoughts. I had to uh, spend a couple days talking to my therapist before we could uh, come yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. I think... Paying extra a, time for that therapist. I have, a, I have a soccer therapist, a specific therapist just for just being for a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Yeah. I mean, what distance, a letdown. What, what distance a letdown. from the match does offer a little bit of match fitness or mind fitness, rather. Like, I'd hate to see what this podcast would have been like if we tried podcast to podcast match fitness. Yeah. <laughs> podcast sharpness. Yeah. yeah. We have uh, we have Gareth Gareth Bale fitness levels if we were to uh, record this on no Sunday. No more than two in a week. I feel my <laughs> hamstring popping right now, just having to. I mean, what a disappointment! I mean, what a disappointment! Looking and this is what I feared. We've talked about it for how many weeks about facing a team with quality. How would we play? Okay, and we I'm didn't obligated. face a team as well. We faced uh, Arsenal. Well, okay. Well, both of you. To both of you. Because I see where <laughs> both of you are going. First of all, Arsenal are a top half team. Barely, but are a top half team. And I see where you're going, Colin. We've lost to all eight teams that we faced since we were top of the table that had quality. Yeah. This was not a low block classic. Though. Let's please not go down that road. Let's please no, not go down I'm that road. I'm not blaming okay. any. I'm not blaming putting putting the blame on one person in general. The, yeah, the blame. The blame. Yeah. The blame oh. goes to everybody. It's blame oh, goes on it's, everybody. it's everybody other the than the janitors Lucas. at everyone at, other at, than Lucas in in my mind. Didn't put forth an effort. Poor little Lucas. And a Hugo. Poor little Lucas. Lucas little ran his legs into the ground trying yeah. to help us in that match. I, I would probably throw a Regulon in that bunch. Eh. Yeah, he, he didn't do anything. He, he, didn't, he didn't do anything, bad. anything great, but he didn't do anything bad. But yeah, I would go. say Regulon. You can say the same for for Toby as well. Like, it wasn't a lack of effort, and Kane wasn't a lack of effort. I mean, look, Kane almost not, saved us at the end. I'm going to be a bit controversial and say that I actually throw Sanchez in that bunch as well. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's controversial. I was pissed at the penalty on, as a knee-jerk reaction, but on, upon reflection, I think Sanchez actually probably had a – I think it. Sanchez and Toby are probably pissed the rest of the team. Yeah, if, were I them, I would be. I yeah, would so be so let's, not, let's, get, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We saw this lineup. We predicted this exact lineup. This is the exact lineup we predicted. We knew yeah. that RA started on Thursday. There was a really good chance that we wouldn't see him today, uh, and by today I mean Sunday. Um, because of fitness levels. He's just coming back from that calf injury. Uh, and so we predicted this lineup. And when we see this lineup, what do we expect, Austin? We expect to attack. We got, we got a front four who are all attack. 
And then you got Tongi, a Tongi P, uh, Hoi Beer uh, double pivot, which is not a defensive double pivot. That's a double pivot meant to sh- give you minimal shielding to the to the defense, but also give you a way to link to the attack. I mean, that's see, it's the same uh, lineup that scored four against Burnley, right? I mean, minus Winks. It, the the Winks played against Fulham, right? Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So I mean, this is this is the 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 lineup to attack with. And Colin, you you kept asking for the two weeks leading up to this match, would we set up with an attacking lineup, or would we set up with the old school, and Dombele kind of as a ten with Bergwijn as a defensive winger? Would we set up with a more defensive lineup? And Jose gave us the attacking lineup. Yeah. So Chris, he gives us the the lineup that we wanted, right? But right. Did he did he approach the game tactically the way that he should have with that lineup, right? I mean, you have to you you can't give away possession. You can't so you you can't no, he, give possession to the other team with this lineup because Bale doesn't track back and Darty is a weakness. He is our our weak spot that's being exploited, right, Chris? Yeah, Darty was obviously the player that Arsenal at the beginning of the game or how whenever because they, they they targeted him the entire game. Um, I. For honestly, tactically, I believe Jose set this team up to get on the front foot to attack Arsenal to get at what is a very vulnerable back line that they have, and the players didn't do it. When when it comes to that, it, it this was not like from everything you could hear from multiple sources that were at the game, different reporters, Jose and Joe Sacramento were standing on the sidelines yelling at various players by name to press, get up, and challenge the ball. They just didn't do it. So is this a, is this, is this a result of just exhaustion? I mean, we've played the most games. I don't, I don't, any, I don't know if it's exhaustion. I, like, look, I, and I was saying this in our, our text group, and I know you guys were kind of resistant to the idea, but I, I, this was a lack of rotation for me. Um, I think Ndombele, if he doesn't play, um, if he doesn't get the shit beat out of him, uh, against Zagreb, Dynamo Zagreb, actually, I, I learned to stop calling them Zagreb. Uh, yeah, they hate that, apparently. Apparently they hate that. Um, Which, Dynamo based Zagreb, on the way they played last Thursday, fuck them. I'll call them Zagreb every day <laughs> of the week. Who cares? But if, um, if Ndombele doesn't play, what, what did he play, 90 minutes of that game? And well, he got fouled about every two uh, minutes. He played about 80 minutes. He came off. He played like 80 minutes, but he played a long time in that game, and he took a lot of physical punishment. I think if he comes off at, you know, 60 minutes or something uh, in that match, that plays a little differently. And then also uh, the midfield here, uh, the more and more I look at it, tactically, if we weren't going to press, I think – we, he would have set this up differently. If the game plan wasn't to get after Arsenal and to attack them and to try and score goals and to punish them, he would have set up differently. And we would have seen we wouldn't have seen Bale start because you have to know at this point that Doherty is a defensive liability. You have to know that you have to know that Ndombele is going to get forward and try and get in the attack. And Hoy is going to be your shield to the midfield shield from the midfield for the back line. So that means that Doherty's going to be somewhat exposed because there's no bail protecting him. There's no Suzoko or anyone else on that side of the pitch to protect him. You have to kind of know that if you're going to play that low block defense. So his his notion was obviously we're going to get on the front foot. We're going to press them. We're going to attack. We're going to score goals. 
we're going to put Arsenal away, and it's going to be just this marvelous attack class that we saw in some of our other games leading into it. Yeah. And I mean, then the players just said, nah, I don't, I don't feel up to it. Yeah, so we, 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 I think we can all agree. He set, he set up the team to attack. Where I mm-hmm. think Jose failed was in his, uh, his substitutions and his way, and the way he, he could have changed the game, right? He made, I feel like he made all these substitutions to make up for Doherty when the, if that's the case, just make the one substitution. Bring RA on for Doherty. But so, so, so the, the difficult thing there is that Sun goes off at the 15th minute. Yeah. So you have to burn a sub, bring in on an attacker, because if you don't bring on an attacker, I mean, unless you're well, saying he, when he Sun goes off. Yeah. I mean, well, we well, weren't, but, we but, but, but it's 15 minutes in. So it's too early to say whether or not the rest of the game's going to go that way. How many games do we see where a team starts off really bright and then really burns their candle really quickly? Yeah, yeah, but, so, I mean, on. he brings Lamella on for Sun. You burn a sub, sub right there. He could have brought Sissoko on and pushed Ndombele forward and pushed Lucas out wide. He could have done that and given Sissoko, Sissoko as a cover for Doherty. But once you have to burn a sub 15 minutes in, then to burn your second sub as a as an offensive sub, then you're left with one left to possibly change the game in the second half. I think if Sun doesn't go off injured, we see that exact sub you're talking about. I think the second you you have one of your most important players and son go off 15 minutes in, your entire game plan is shot to hell. So he had and you have to, to you have to figure it out. But he had a chance to change it there. So I think he did a like for like sub. 15 and, minutes but, in? Would you want to change your entire game plan 15 minutes into a match? Well, how has it worked for us the past eight times we've played a top top ten opponent? Also, we were down a goal. What was the we 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 were giving up possession. We were playing horribly in the first 15 minutes, but it's not like we were down two nil. They they hit the crossbar within 10 minutes. They were all over us. Sure they did. Sure they did. But if you if you were a manager and you in 15 minutes into a match and you have one of your most important players get hurt, you're gonna put you're not gonna put a like for like in. You're gonna take off an attacking player and put on a defensive sub that early on. You're the person that always calls for us not to go into the low block. We bring Sissoko on there to give Doherty cover, we're going to fade into the low block immediately. I, Chris, I, we, I we, think I get what both of y'all are saying. And Colin, this is more to your point. It makes me think of the uh, early on in Jose Mourinho's tenure where he started uh, Dyer in that match and then pulled him off at 35 minutes because he was just like, this isn't working. Something's wrong here and we're not playing the way that I want us to play. And I think if Sun's injury happens um later in the first half after a little bit more punishment and potential giving up of another goal i think that changes how he does that substitution in that he probably looks at it 30 minutes in and says something's not working here we're we're getting ransacked and i need to change something quickly before this gets out of hand and and to jose's credit the person he puts on for son scores a goal 10 minutes later so if he doesn't bring yeah. Lamella on, we don't score a goal at all in that first half. But it is also against the run of play. That it is against the run of play. Absolutely, it didn't change sure. the way we played that first half. That we should have been down two goals. No, sure, sure. But so if you don't bring an attacker day. on at all, we don't even score a goal. Yeah, but we don't know what happens. You can play ifs and buts and whatever. Yeah. We have no idea it's, how the game plays out. If you I just think 15 minutes on. in's really early to change yeah, your entire is. game plan. That's why we, he gets paid 15 million dollars a year. To make the tough decisions. Not I don't think there's a the... single coach in the world that would change your entire game plan 15 minutes into a match when it's nil-nil. 
Well, maybe the special one, but clearly not. <laughs> clearly not. I mean, I mean, I, that's I, it, it's all, it's all being a little disingenuous in hindsight here. I think the time to make the change would have been a halftime. We were all calling for it at halftime. Sure. To either bring Sissoko on to give him cover or to just take him off, take Doherty off out of the game. But in hindsight, also, Ndombele was a huge reason we were piss poor. And Dombele gave the ball away with like five yard passes four or five times in the first half. When have you ever seen him do that? You, I was watching on Discord with you and you vi- you audibly groaned on one of those where he received the ball and passed it. And there was nobody within 10 yards of the ball he was passing to. He just looked mentally unsharp. I think he got – I think Chris Point, he got the shit beat out of him on Thursday. And I think he just wasn't quite ready to play. And Bale was sitting far up the pitch just hoping to receive the ball. He wasn't going to work – come back and work to get it. And so we basically had two players that were passengers for the first 60 minutes of the match. No matter how you set up, if you set, if you put out a team that we have two players that are passengers like that, you're going to struggle. I mean, Jose couldn't have unless, – unless he knew they were going to struggle in that match. But, I mean, he put two of our best players out there that all of us would have been pissed if Ndombele and Bale didn't start yeah, that game. Yeah, if he doesn't and start both them. of them were passengers for the first 60 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean – it's awesome. hard to blame awesome. on that. Awesome. All right. Your rant's over for a second. So here's the thing, though, is he has to, he as a manager has a responsibility to see that and make adjustment adjustments as needed. He made the adjustment 10 minutes into the second half by putting on Sissoko. So why wait? Like, I, so I disagree with the Sissoko sub. I don't think I don't think Sissoko is the sub. You still have Ra on the bench. You already put. You, we noticed that Bell got moved into the 10 role right at halftime. He was playing more central. I think he and Lamella kept switching. Yeah, so he, yeah. They, that that way Darty would have a little bit more cover. Uh, so I think that that was a smart move. But doing that, if you do make that RA sub, RA is a defender, but he is also one who gets forward, and he can track back, and he has the pace to take to to not let Tierney get around him in a one v one situation. The second half we were a lot better. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that we deserved a point in this game. A lot of people say, oh, we hit the point. We hit the post. They hit the post twice. They hit the crossbar in the post. They, the first half, like we said, they could have had plenty of goals. We had a, an unbelievable goal by Lamella. Undeserved. We, we went into that half. I mean, we were watching it. We, I thought we were going to make it into the half one nil. I was like, this is crazy. We do not deserve this. And then literally <laughs> like a minute later, they score a goal. Uh, and so there's just a lot of frustration, I think, and it, it does fall for me. It falls majority on the players for sure. It's a yeah. North London derby. I don't care if there's any fans in the stands. Agreed. I don't care if you don't play. If you played on Thursday, um, you're a professional athlete. The, their bodies are not. They're not us. Okay, they're not a little bit overweight. They're not uh, completely out of shape. They're professional athletes. And at the end of the at the end of the day, you're not playing against like any team. You're playing against Arsenal in a North London derby. So Chris. What is why? What took this? How can we not? I think the biggest thing for me is we can't be to press. We lost to Liverpool and when Liverpool's in shit form because they they press really well. So how can we not be to press? What are we missing in this team to be to press? There's really only one probably press proof player in our team, whereas before we had potentially two. Um, when I say that, I think Ndombele is kind of a press-proof player in that he's impossible to bring down and he's creative and kind of risky with his passing. Um, as far as other players in our midfield particularly that do that, there's not really anybody there. There's no there's no Ericsson like there used to be. A player who would just roam around the middle of the park and 
pick out a pass, pick out a risky pass, particularly. That's probably my biggest knock on having like a player like Winks is Winks is a decent midfielder. He's just not going to make a, di- a difficult pass. He's going to go for something easy, whereas Ndombele won't. Um, but only having one player who can break a press like that to get the ball forward means if you shut down that one player or he's having an off day, there's no – the engine room is closed. There's no yeah. movement. Yeah. So the blueprint, Austin, the blueprint to beat Spurs is to press them. So it's only a matter of time as we as we get further in this Europa League competition. It's only a matter of time before people like realize that we can't break a press, and we definitely can't break a press with Doherty on the field because he's not making the like, he has no confidence. He just has no confidence. So and he, has no, he, has, and he has no cover <laughs> if Bale's playing, and so I I think that it's he has to figure out how to break a press before we get into these deeper stages of these Europa League knockouts because it's going to be troublesome. If we go against Arsenal. Before this last podcast, I wanted to play Arsenal in the quarters. I told Still you I'm crazy. That. Still I do, don't understand that. I do not want to play. It's the exact reason I, wanna, I don't want to play Arsenal. I want to play Sunday. Granada or Molde, and then I want to play like uh, Villarreal. Like, I don't want to play anyone until I prefer to. I don't know. Well, I don't, so, so what you were saying, Colin, is, is a lot of truth. There's, there's a lot, there's a lot in there, right? I think Doherty's a huge liability defensively, offensively, possession, every, every way you can cut it. I think you're totally right on that. Um. But I think the big issue right now with us breaking a press is our number 10 role. I think Lucas has been playing amazing. And it's tough for me to say this because he was her man of the match. He was the only person that really played well against Arsenal. Seems like he's the only one who gave a shit. So. But, but <laughs> he's a great player in that role when we have possession and are being challenged for it. Because he's making those runs and he can run at the defense and he at the opposition. And he can, he can give us something that um, helps break down the opposition. But he's not dropping into the midfield to receive the ball. He's not dropping into the midfield to help our other two mid, uh, center mids out to break the press. So we have this huge gap between Ndombele and, and Hoybier in our attackers, right? Nobody is dro- – Kane's dropping deep, but he's not dropping past our halfway line. Erickson used to drop all the way back almost to the corner edge of our box to receive the ball if he had to, to help out our center mids to break a press, Right. Delhi and Lo Celso are the only two players I can think of because Lo Celso has done this multiple times where he, he could dribble or pass through the defense to help break a press. And we, I think we're really missing an informed Lo Celso, which we really haven't <laughs> seen this season. No. Um, and Delhi, who Delhi actually, he didn't have a great match when he came on, but he was dropping deep. If you watched where he was positionally, he was behind our halfway line a lot, helping starting attacks. Yeah. We need a player because. If you look at our pass map, we were forced to play down the edges of the pitch the entire match because Arsenal pressed our, our two center mids and forced us to play it wide. And Doherty had no ability to hold on to the ball. And Regulon was trying his darndest. Poor guy. Like, I, I feel bad for the kid. He was trying his best, but then his, his, his teammate and son goes off, and the chemistry was obviously not there on the left. And then you have Doherty on the right who can't win a header, can't hold up the ball, can't make a pass in the middle of the pitch. So... Arsenal's game plan was perfect. They were like, we're going to force him to go down the wings and hope that Doherty can fuck up enough. And it's exactly what happened because we had nobody in the center of the pitch to come help out Ndombele and Hoybier. And that, that to me was Mourinho's biggest failure was assuming that Arsenal was going to give us the ball. Yeah. I think, I think he was assuming that Arsenal was going to give us the ball and be afraid of us and try to sit back and defend. 
And Arsenal figured out Arteta. It kills me to say Arteta figured out we're not going to win if we sit back and defend. We've got to go press them and hope that we fuck up their game plan. Well, and Lucas, Lucas bailed ton. None of them got the ball. This should like, be the, Bale the, didn't look like he gave a shit, but he never got the ball. And it's Chris, it's kind of like this. They, Arsenal have the same problems that we have. They don't trust their defense. So instead of get, allowing or their Dutch, midfield. Well, I mean, Xhaka, Partey, Emil Smith-Rowe played great. I mean, yeah, played I was amazing. Say, Rowe was awesome. Dorothy made, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> made Emil Smith-Rowe look like a fucking – Dorothy made Emil Smith-Rowe look like a world-class fucking – Yeah. So, I mean, their midfield looked great. I mean, I, I think Partey is class. We're seeing it now. When I, mean, I say center – when I say midfield, I mean center mid, sorry. And, yeah. and Partey actually, for me, had actually, a mixed bag. He had Jordy some pretty shit. Well, the last 15 minutes, Partey was terrible. Yeah, but he looked gassed. He, sh- he shut down in Dombele. He 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 cut the cut the supply line off to Kane in the middle of the pitch. Their their midfield had no issues. I get. And Dombele was not ready for a battle. He was yeah. not ready for a battle that game. So he, I think Arteta knew that his weakness was his defense. His weakness, and he wanted to hide that by making sure that they had the ball and pressing high. And if we can't beat, the, if we could, if we were able to beat the press, they were ours for the taking. Because of their center. I mean, back. like in the I mean, last game where we played them. Yeah, I mean, Davi Luiz didn't even break a sweat. Like, I don't remember, like, that was crazy to me not seeing Davi Luiz, like, putting him under any pressure. It just blows my mind. How it reminded me. Defense. It reminded me so much of the two Liverpool matches. Yeah. Liverpool didn't look great, but their press was just effective enough to disrupt us enough where if we would have just beaten their press one time, we would have scored. Yeah. But our passing was shit. Like yeah. I don't even want to look at our statistics. Our and passing our passing is always shit under pressure. It just really is. There's no create. Going no... back to Pochettino, the last couple of years under Pochettino even. Yeah. So we have three, three, three more games in the league against top ten opponents. Uh, I guess if you count Villa, we have five. But we have Leicester, United, and um. Uh, no, we Everton. have we have Everton, United, and and City in the League Cup final. We no, don't we play have, Leicester again. Yeah, we, we play Leicester the final match day. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Okay. So you're going to host me. <laughs> okay. <host> so, <laughs> no. So we have three left, Austin. Do we win, Do we get a result from any of those three remaining matches against top ten opponents? I, Honestly, I hold if, Leicester. If, if, you had to, if I gave you a – I was like, hey, do you – It's going to be a bet do, is what you're going to say. Do you think that we get three points from those three remaining matches? For me, I kind of hold Leicester off to the side because it's final match day, and so we might have nothing to play for on that on that match anyways. But if I'm going to answer your question, three points. If you said two points, it's tough because if you said two points, I might say, yeah, sure. Yeah. But three points, meaning do we win one or we draw all three? I don't have any confidence, no. Yeah. If, if Especially if that Leicester match has anything riding on it because that Leicester match could have everything riding on it, right? Like that Leicester match could mean Europe or no Europe. And I don't have confidence in this team. It's not just breaking a press, let alone that Leicester is a pressing team. It's This team crumbles at pressure. We've played eight matches against top half opponents since we were top of the league, and we've lost all eight. One of those was an FA Cup match, which was 5-4. It was a crazy fucking match. But we've played seven in the league against top half opponents. We've lost. We've lost. Not, not just didn't win. We've lost every single one. And the Chelsea match, the Liverpool matches – and this Arsenal match all had a lot riding on it as far as league uh, league position, and there was pressure on our players, and then we showed up flat. I don't know if you all remember how flat we were against Leicester when we lost 2-0. Yeah. But that was even worse than this because we didn't have a last 20 minutes where we were trying. Like, no, it was that's my biggest issue awful. is how <laughs> flat the players look in big games. Yeah. So that's a menta- like, to me, that's a mentality thing as well, right? 
it's like this the mentality of the players is you you're a professional you have to get up for it you can't ask like Mourinho can't give that to you so there's just so many holes. Like, we, Doesn't that we, come from the Pochettino era too, though? Wasn't Pochettino saying that this, back before Mourinho? Like last yeah, year. I mean, I mean, you you see it in the Amazon Prime documentary. You see Kane saying, "We keep doing this. We keep doing this. Like, what? Why do we keep doing this? It's it's, it's we're just crying out for someone to. T- and that maybe it's Hugo's the captain. Maybe it's because our captain's a keeper. I mean, I don't I don't know what it is. Chris, I mean, I you th- said I thought something. That we, I thought that we had Hoiberg coming in to like as as like this, and he's been shit the past. Do you need. Couple. Well, do you need a center back, though? That's a general. Do you need a center back? That's a general. Hoiberg hasn't been shit the past couple of games. He was shit in this game. He was. Um, He was subpar. Um, But he hasn't been shit all the way through these last couple of games. He, yeah, for whatever reason, he he just hasn't been as good as he had been prior. But in my opinion, there there is a definite an absolute lack of leadership at the back of the pitch starting going forward. I get it. I was a keeper. I played keeper the entire time. I was never a captain. Why? Because you, you miss so much of what's going on further up the field, but we seem to have, we have leadership at the top because that's Kane. And there were times during this match where I saw him literally turn around and yell at players behind him when they weren't pressing, he would turn around and what are you doing? Get up here. Come on. Push up. Push up. Let's go. Hoybear is always yelling, always talkative, always very loud. You're always going to hear him. And then there's a gap. And then it goes back to Hugo, who is loud in the locker room, quiet on the pitch. You don't hear a lot of Hugo in the back. He got kind of loud when when Mourinho first got there. He's quieted down a little bit. I'll be honest with you. I think that's because Hugo is gone after this season. Um, But I honestly... It's not that I think we need a absolute world-class center back, even though I would love to have that. It is that we are missing what Jan Vertonghen brought to this team. We are missing what Michael Dawson brought to this team. We are missing what Ledley King brought to this team, and that is an absolute spine. Jan Vertonghen was an ab- – every player that played next to Jan Vertonghen at the center back position was immediately made better by playing next to him. And that includes Toby. And I get that everybody's like, well, Toby's the elder statesman. He's 31. He should be our main center back. And he's really good. He is not a leader. He is not loud. He is not directing or controlling the back line. It's not happening for him. That's not who he is. It's never been who he is. He sat next to Jan. Jan did all of that and it made Toby better. And Toby made Jan better in that Toby wasn't Michael Dawson or Jonas Kabul or any of those guys. But he was a Jan was the leader of that back line unquestioned. Um, we don't have that. Dyer was supposed to be it. But Davison Sanchez in the last few games is showing that he's a better center back. Um, and Toby is obviously better. Um, so Dyer is kind of in this. What the hell are we going to do with this guy now? We have to have we need a center back at the back who actually gets the team out of that low block and says, what are you doing back here next to me? You're the center. You're the attacking mid. Why are why am I looking at the back of your head? You should be way up there so that I have somebody to get the ball to. And we don't have that. Everybody's quiet. Everybody's just kind of milling around. So the team just drifts back and drifts back and drifts back and sits and sits and sits and no one pushes them out. Yeah, and part part of me just 
I'm not like just coming from like my professional like where where I am in like my career my it's like you need a like I think that's where Mourinho's job is to find that person and to instill that confidence in him. I think and he I was trying. It. I think he was it was supposed to be dire. It. it was supposed yeah, he, to be dire, and then he kept making mental errors and fucking up. But he makes dumb what's mistakes. the number one Chris? What's the number one thing of all those people you just said of Vertonghen, Dawson, King? Everyone in front of them had confidence in them behind them, right? Dawson was a player who uh, Pochettino tried to sell. And then and the team didn't and, let him. The, no, Dawson came back to the locker room and said, no, I want to stay. I'm the captain of this team. He fought for it. And by halfway through the season, the year they were going to sell him, he was the starting center back again because he was – Right, and, and what I mean is on the pitch, all the players in front of him had confidence that if something got past them, we got Michael at the back. Well, he's going he to gonna... keep things organized. Vertonghen's going to keep things organized. He's going to mop up. Yeah. We can go express ourselves. They knew we he can was, go play he was, he was in front of free. Like He wasn't going to make a terrible mistake, and he wasn't going to rely solely on his – because by the end of it, Dawson's legs had gone, and he was slow, and that's why Jan Vertonghen got so frustrated playing with him. For Dyer um, to be that person – he can't make all of the mental errors he's making. He can't be on the ground flailing his legs, giving a, a, free, a penalty away against Liverpool. He can't be he can't be giving handballs away and penalties and all the things that he's doing, all the dumbass mistakes that he makes. He makes mental errors. Your your leader at the back can't make mental errors. Oh. And I think Mourinho was going into this season if they didn't sign somebody, hoping okay, Dyer has to be my guy. He's vocal. People respect him. He's going to be the guy, and Dyer let him down, and now he's forced to not – he doesn't have anyone leading from the back. And look at all the great Mourinho teams, Sergio Ramos at Real Madrid, John Terry at Chelsea. Uh, was it who, – uh, who was the um, who was the inner Milan center back um, that won that – Mike Conn was – no, Mike Conn was their left no, back or right he, back. He was right back, but he won, he won the World Cup with, with Italy in 2006. I, yeah, I know you're he about. had these guys that not only led the back – but they would actually push forward. Ramos scored game-winning goals, and Vertonghen used to do that for us when he was in his prime. He would stride out of the back and say, hey, you guys aren't fucking do it. I'm going to come out of the back line with the ball, and I'm going to make things happen. We don't, we don't have that in this current team. We don't have a connection from Hoybeer to, to Loris to Kane. We're missing that that spine. Yeah. For me, and it's, it's really only apparent in games like this. For me, once the summer starts, if center back is not the first thing – we go out and look for i i don't know what is i know there's a lot of people who are thinking well we got to get a new right back we got to get a new right back no it's center back doherty's not going anywhere let's be honest we just brought him in and Mourinho, the fact that he's still playing him in games like this he's he's not going anywhere um serge is probably not going anywhere either um i do think that next season having if skip continues to develop in the way he is Having him as a midfield player uh, will help. Having Lo Celso in a game like this would have helped. Um, so I, I think there's ways around it. I don't want to scapegoat because our center backs were great in this game. Um, they they played great individually. Yeah. I don't blame the center backs for for this loss at all. Um, but there's just there's certain improvements that have to be made to this team moving forward. And Arsenal really exposed them like an open wound they just right after well, 
Our oh, midfield yeah. looked very weak because of it. I mean, they just passed right through us. <laughs> and those those weaknesses have been there. They've been covered yeah, up. They've by, been there. They've been we, covered we up by over victories with against uh, Crystal Palace, against West Brom, against uh, Burnley, against against just Fulham. Great attacking performances. Kind yeah, of. I mean, you're, you're playing shit teams. Like that's is this is just circling full effect. Like we're going right oh. back to the sense of we say we, that with the Crystal Palace thing, but switch that game around and give them a win and. They're right there next to us in the table. Like Ooh. it's not like Crystal Palace. If they win that game, I mean, say yeah, Crystal uh, Palace's form has been dog shit for a no, they're terrible. I mean, but I'm just saying, like we're that close in the table, or we would have been even closer. <laughs> they're at 37 points and we're at 45 right now. So switch that around. They're at 40 and we're at 42. We're this so. close to being in fifth, but we're also this close to being in ninth. Yeah, it's so. very, very, it's still a very. Now we did get lucky with this Arsenal thing in that some other results went our way. So the gaps that would have formed or could have formed aren't as bad. That's the optimistic way to look at it. As, yeah. as they I mean, could be. Because you could see, say, the results went our way, and so we had an opportunity that we missed, but, you know. I'm not surprised by that. That's usually how I think about things. Is and hey, Arsenal do have to play West Ham this weekend. So that's good for us either way. Crystal yeah, Crystal Palace, I, I disagree with you, Chris. There, Crystal Palace have like we're 33 to 33 goal differential apart from Crystal Palace, and yeah, I get it, it's points on the table, but I would say we easily finished 15 points ahead of Crystal Palace. But unless we lose that game and continue playing like dogs. well, so hold on, hold on a second though, because I want to ask you is, is I looked at our whole run this year, I went back and looked at game by game. We haven't put more than four or five games in a row together where we've gotten good results in a row. We have 10 games left. We basically need to win eight of our last 10 if we have any shot at top four, let alone Europe. we got to win six of our last 10 at least to get into Europe. We haven't done that all season. So we're basically asking this team that we just saw lose to a piss-poor Arsenal because I don't want to make Arsenal look good. Lacazette's one of the worst forwards of a top 10 team you can – he whiffed on five clear-cut goal-scoring opportunities. He whiffed so bad he got a penalty. Um, we're, we're, I know Colin doesn't want to talk about refereeing, so we're not going to go there. But he whiffed so bad he got a penalty. Like, Arsenal are not a good team, and we made them look good, right? But we have not won more than three or four games on the bounce all season. That three-game stretch we just went on was our best run we've had since the beginning of the season. So... Colin, you say we're going to fi- finish 15 points above Crystal Palace, but in order to do that, we've got to win 15, 18 more points out of the last 10 games. Do you really have confidence in this current team to get 18 to 20 points out of the last 10 games? Because we haven't yeah. done that all season long. Yeah, I, I, 18 points, yeah. I would say 18 points. We have 45 points out of 28 games. So yeah. if you if you take that same ratio, we don't get 18 points out of the last 10 matches. That's yeah. my point. It's, we, I've we, lost confidence in this team to put run of results together. I mean, yeah, but I, it's also not Crystal Palace just not not being very good, not winning. But it's here nor there. My point is like we've those those victories that we've had were not against quality opposition. Yeah, they're Premier League teams, but once again, the the track record speaks for itself. 0 and 8 in the past eight games against top 10 opponents. Completely um, agree. And and it's not just like we're losing and playing competitive. Most of those games aren't even competitive. They're just not competitive. About half of them were. I mean, <laughs> what? <laughs> Is that about half of them were? I'm trying to find some silver lining. I don't think so. Other than the Everton FA Cup. Uh, both Liverpool matches. Liverpool didn't play great either. We could have easily gotten points out of both Liverpool matches. The, may, the, the one in Anfield, maybe. The other one was not competitive at all. 
the 3-1 at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. I don't know. Mm, no, we were not going to I, I think I, the Leicester game, no chance. City, no chance. Um, we hit the Chelsea, ball twice in the second half against Liverpool. Chelsea, uh, Chelsea was 1-0. Yeah, but it was 1-0, and they scored a penalty. Yeah, but we didn't look good. No, but it's not like they looked that – you said it was you competitive. Can, it's 1-0, and they scored you, a penalty. That's still competitive. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes you play bad, and it, you're the teams who are able to do things are the teams sometimes that you, play sometimes bad. Sometimes you and lose and play well, is my point. Yeah. We didn't play well at any of those losses. No. That's my point. So giving us no, no – we didn't play well for 90 minutes in any of those. Yeah. That's true. That's right, my do point. We, it's not do that we they have, close fixtures, but at the end do, of the day, we didn't, I don't feel like we've had a result where I'm like, wow, we, should, we deserved a point. That's what I was going to ask. Is do either, either of you think we've had an unlucky result this season where it's been like we deserved? Not oh, Newcastle beginning of the season, we did not deserve it. We did not deserve it. Not against the top. No, team. not top. Team. But I will say, the fact that Arsenal scored their two goals in the way they did makes it hurt even more because the two missed kicks scored them two goals, which won them the game. They deserved to win that game. I'm not taking that away from them. We had a piss-poor performance, especially for the first 70 minutes, but both goals were missed kicks. Yeah. Like, their two, only two shots they got good connections on both hit the post. Like, Odegaard miskicked his so bad that it slithered through, and then Lacazette literally whiffed. If he makes any sort of connection on that ball, it's not a penalty. So, like... It sucks even worse that they trolled us with two missed kick goals and a bullshit sending off. Like, that's how we lost the game. I would have rather us lose 3 0 in like a complete pasting because that would have made sense. It sucks that we had hope going into the last, <laughs> uh, last 20 minutes and that we almost eked out a point. Like, yeah. fuck you, Kane, for putting in your only good free kick you've ever had in, for Tottenham Hotspur and almost scoring a, like, historic equalizer because we did not deserve anything from that game, but we shouldn't have lost the way we lost. Like yeah. it would have been nice to steal a point, but once again, I don't, no, no Tottenham fan thinks we deserved a point at the end of the day. Like they, they outplayed us. Well, yeah, we had our, we had a spell in the last 15 minutes of the game when Press- Lamella went, when Lamella went off. Um, cause they stopped pressing us. Cause they stopped pressing <laughs> us. And I think Arteta <laughs> was furious about that. He was like, what are we doing? Why did we change our game plan? But can you imagine if he we made, he made stole subs a point? that caused that? I think as well. So um, let's just move on. I mean, we we have uh, a Europa League fixture coming up on Thursday um, against Dynamo Zagreb. Zagreb. This should be yeah. very interesting. Uh, it's gonna be very interesting to see what squad selection he plays. Some Sun's gonna be it out. It will be the they're... strongest squad we could possibly have because Europa League's all we have left. So, oh. so I'm gonna ask. I was about thinking top, more top in terms of the Dynamo Zagreb lineup because you know their coach is going to prison. So. Well, yeah, their coach is going to prison. That is an interesting twist. So it's, it's top four out of it in both of your eyes. No. no, I mean it technically isn't, but I wish it was because I just don't want to have hope it's anymore. The hope that kills you, but like, you know. Let's be honest. Somebody could still collapse. There could be other things that could turn around, and we could we could play well and turn things around. So it's not out of mathematically, it's still there. Do I think we will get top four? I'm not holding my breath on that. If one, we win but... Sunday, we're three points back from Chelsea, and if and if West Ham don't win, we're at least a point from them, if not in fifth place. We can still be fifth place after yeah. fucking we'll, Sunday. We'll get to somehow. this because I don't want to get ahead of everything, but I think this is going to be a a run of broken up results where it's like two wins and a loss, two wins and a loss. So our entire season, two wins, two losses. Like, it's going to be one of those because, like, I look at the Newcastle and the Aston Villa games coming up, and I'm like, okay, those are decent. And then I'm like, United and then Everton. Crap. Um, 
Okay. With possibly Sheff- European games. Sheffield and Leeds. Okay. Okay. Wolves. Crap. Um, okay. Aston Villa. Ah, crap. Leicester. Like, it's one of those things where I don't think it'll be a run of results. It'll be one of those where you get two and then you lose one. Then you get two and you lose one. So can we get the points together to actually make a decent end of the season even after this? Yes. Do I have a whole lot of hope that we will actually do it? Not really, no. Well, and if we get a result on Thursday, Chris, we we make it even more difficult for ourselves. Because you just mentioned Manchester United and Everton. We would have to play a Europa League game between between. those two and right after Everton. So we can't exactly rotate. Because if we – We could be playing United three in a row. Well, three out of four because Everton would break up that a little bit. Oh, that's true, yeah. But uh, but but your point stands. I mean, we yeah, could be playing United. Still. We could be playing United, Arsenal, Everton, Arsenal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, April's gonna be tough, especially if we get past Zagreb or Dynamo Zagreb. I guess. I guess I should put well, some respect on their name. Though they're fucking cunts. Um, <laughs> but 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 we, like it should get easier after Aston Villa because we got some de- or after Everton. We have I, some decent fixtures in a row after that. But to me. We need Chelsea to collapse in the last six matches and their hard matches, and we have to win eight of our last ten. And nothing gives me any sort of hope that we're going to win eight of our last ten matches. I will say yeah. this, and then let's get into the uh, into the Zagreb Dynamo Zagreb game. Um, if we end up playing Arsenal ever again this season, we we just can't go into it the way we did. We've learned we have now learned that. They will press, and we can't get around that press, and we can't have Doherty back there to be exposed. We have, to, and Bale can't start that game if he's. Where you start that. a lineup that is more press resistant by having Lamella yeah. and Delhi in the lineup instead of Bale and Lucas. Yeah, yeah, we put somebody out on the wing who can play that right, quote unquote, wing back position and, and run with that. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, and just our defense has changed drastically. We used to have one of the top two defenses in the league. I mean, now Arsenal have a better, have less goals scored against them than we do in the league. And Arsenal were a relegation team the first uh, two and a half months. Of and the they're going to finish ninth or tenth probably yeah. still. So I mean, I don't know. it's just it's it's crazy because Arsenal are probably thinking the same thing we're thinking. Like, oh, we could finish top four. I mean, Arsenal are four points behind us. Um, and, yeah, if, but I mean that means there's what. 10 points behind Chelsea? No, I'm talking about finishing ahead of us. Oh, yeah. We, okay. we think have... we can catch Chelsea. Well, they think they can catch us easily. I mean, they, they go have, they go and beat West Ham on Sunday. We lose to Villa. They're a point behind us. And now we're in oh shit mode. Like, so, oh, God. Please uh, have, let that happen. Please if there's a God in this world. For, and that's, they have that to play for. And that bothers me because we've already proven that just finishing above Arsenal is not enough to keep our heads in the game. Um... Did, did and, you all see that meme, by the way? Which one? What meme? With I've an Arsenal fan, like like spraying champagne all of themselves, oh, like celebrating, yeah, and then yeah. the last pain of it is Chelsea, West Ham, Spurs, and then Arsenal as the fourth best London team, and they're just like spraying themselves with champagne because they beat Ar- because they beat yeah. Spurs. By the way, they haven't beat us in two calendar years, so it's not like they do this all the time. It was it was. 2018 last time they beat us so I, I was here for the first like 20 years where they did and it's not pleasant so yeah. it's this yeah. since Pochettino goes hired they've only beat us that. four times in the past seven well six and a half years so it's not like they beat us that often that's what makes us even worse is I'm not you yeah. like I hate I, this feeling I have so. a sneaky feeling that we haven't we haven't seen our last North London Derby this year 
Fuck you, Colin. I don't want any more this season. I don't want it again. I don't. You put that pain on me, Ricky Bobby. Feeling that but here's the thing, and that's what I was getting at: is if we, if that ends up being a thing that we run into, where we run into another North London derby, we know how to beat them. Like you start Kelly and Lamella, so you can break their press and get at their back line. Yeah, there. You just and the major thing is you just can't leave Doherty as their your lone right back to be exposed and just pulverized because the dude got rinsed. Do you know what Lamella so. and Deli also do? They give us two additional people on the pitch that actually give us an edge and don't make us play flat. Cuts. Yeah. <laughs> so let's you they know let's split talk, the yellows. Let, let's uh, briefly preview this Dynamo Zagreb game. We have uh, I'm guessing we expect Ra to start for right back in this fixture. Yeah, he's the only thing that it, that is. No, other I want him to play Kane against Villa. Start. I don't want I don't want Doherty to play in the in the league ever again. Please please leave Ra out for Sunday. <laughs> please. I think once Ra reaches 100% match fitness, we will see less of a rotation. But I still think he's getting that match fitness. Otherwise, I, otherwise, I, no. otherwise, I do believe we see that Ra substitution. I think that if if Jose was very confident in his fitness, that he brings him or that's he so starts true. him on Sunday. So, so I think that's another reason why we didn't see that sub. Why maybe can't we see giving, Maybe that's just me giving Jose credit. Um, but I don't think I was even making the bench. So let's be he was on the bench against Arsenal. Wasn't uh, I, I think with Tanganga, they're still caught up on how yeah. exactly to use him. He's a center back by trade. He plays. Can outside he be back. worse than Doherty? Could he possibly be worse than Doherty? That's my question. Uh, oh, that's a tough. That's uh, tough. Tanganga was not on the bench against. Uh, he wasn't. You're right. Uh, and and Joe also Joe Roden. Like those are just two players. I don't know what's going on. Where like, our defense has been so susceptible to like well, did they fail algebra like is that why they're not playing like yeah. Rodan is a little more excusable he is our four quite arguably our fourth best center back like he they brought him in literally as cover they I did not bring this guy in to start. I still don't know if he's not better than Sanchez and I think Sanchez has improved but I don't think we've seen enough sample size of Joe Rodan to, to know what yeah. is there but the also the other side of that are that coin is do you gamble with the way things are going right now to throw in a center back whose best seasons have come in the championship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a great question. Well, I think Doherty's best season needs to be in the championship next year. If yeah. he, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only, that, no one in the premier league is going to buy Doherty after the season. No, no one's sure. bringing him in after this, but uh, that's what I'm saying is I get it. Everybody wants to start Rodon because they're just like, ah, oh, Sanchez, Dyer, look at our center back options. Let's just throw Rodon out there and see. You can't th- if you throw out Roden right now and say let's just see what we got at center back with this kid. You're in effect saying we don't care about the rest of the season. Let's just get this guy some minutes and see what we got because that's what that is. It's too key of a position to just say oh, this guy's decent. And Put I've got to say Sanchez has been really good the past month or so. Oh, I agree. And, yeah. yeah, I think we all agree on that. And I think I was harsh as soon as I saw the penalty. I was like, oh, of course it's Sanchez. But he was actually covering for a piss poor no. midfield. Yeah. Letting yeah. a thirty yard ground pass get to a get to the box without anybody challenging it. Challenging, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think this Dynamo's. Like, I mean, all we have to do, if we score one goal, the tie's dead. They have to yeah. score four if we score one. Um, and they're gonna have I'm to. I'm pretty sure that's us. what Ajax thought when we played them in the semifinal of the. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just. Uh, no, we had to score three. Money. We had to score three, not four. Um, because they won one nil. Yeah, yeah, they won one nil at a uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium or Wembley at the point. I think it was Wembley. Yeah. Well, uh, so, so we tied three three on aggregate. So they sc- they went up three nil at one point on aggregate. Just 
so you remember it correctly. They yeah, won one nil to Tottenham Hotspur, but they scored two in the first half, and we had yeah, to score they, three in the second half. Yeah, Austin, I'm saying if we score point. one, they yeah. have to score four because they had got zero away goals. So oh right, 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 even right, if, right, even right, if yep, we yep, lose yep, three, because they're playing at home, right, right, right. Yeah. So yep. once again, math is hard. If we score one, one, they score four. They're gonna have to come and attack us. I think we probably do let them have possession and play on the counter here um, because we are up two goals. What are your guys' thoughts on this? So Sissoko has to start then, right? Like if we're gonna so. absorb pressure, it has to be Sissoko and Winks. Please yeah. God, play a Winks. Well, Hoybier needs to sit. He I, I obviously think, needs a full. Think, he obviously needs a blow. I mean, oh, I think Indombele needs to sit too. I mean, yeah. Oh no, absolutely. Please, please don't play that dude. looked knackered from like the third minute in the Arsenal match. I think we see Sissoko Winks and uh, Lucas uh, Lamella is definitely playing because he's gonna be out against Villa. Um, and then a, you know maybe Bale Kane, Dele Kane. How can like you that. stop? How can you huh? slap? Oh, I'm sorry, slap. Lamella. Uh, <laughs> so let's do predictions here. Chris, what do you have uh, for Thursday's game? Um, probably one nothing Spurs. Okay. I'm really hoping you you keep as much as I hate the idea of Kane playing. He's gonna play, but we God please just we need to start Vinicius in this match and rest some of these players. Rotate out the if 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 the sun thing shows us anything. It's that there's been a serious lack of rotation for some of our bigger players I don't when they agree with should that. have been rotated. I just, uh. I first of all, Sun Sun has a slight like it's it's he's gonna be back. He could possibly be back for Villa. They said, but I really just don't buy this whole. I know a lot of people are saying like that's what you rotate for. Sun gets hurt because you didn't rotate. Well, Sun sprints all the time, and he's very he doesn't get that many injuries. He's broken his arm before, which is a freak accident. But he doesn't get that many muscular injuries. He's one of the most stable players we have. Like that's just a freak thing that happened. I don't, I don't buy this thing. Like because he played on Thursday and because he's he's been rested. Before. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think it's. Hoybier's played more minutes than anybody on the pitch, and he hasn't gotten hurt. I mean, I, I, I think Sunday. I think that was a freak thing that happened. That's a sprint he makes. He's made a a million times in his career, and it just he tweaked something. I'm glad he didn't try to finish the game because he would have torn his hamstring if he tried to finish. Yeah. Um. And I'm glad it's not a tear, right? Because it sounds Thank like God. from Ali Gold that it's just a it's just a. It, hopefully he doesn't play the next two matches, then doesn't play an international break and comes back holy fit. Yeah. Um. Austin prediction for this game. I think it's gonna be like one one or something. So it's gonna be a boring fucking game. It's gonna be. I, I think what Reno wants is just it to be like eh, one one. Even if we lose one nil, whatever, I don't care. Like we're just gonna keep it at the back and make them score how many ever they need to score, and we'll probably get one. It's 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 a, it's a t- side that will probably get at least one, and so I would say one one, and we win three one on aggregate. Okay. Or if you're gonna play a strong lineup, play them, and then get them off the field. I don't think Kane starts. Just please do not do what we did in the last game where we leave everybody out there until 90th minute just getting the fuck beat out of them. I don't think Kane starts because he saw how Dynamo Zagreb played last match. I don't think he risks Kane or Hoybier and Ndombele. But he saw that for how long with Ndombele and left him on the field for 80 minutes getting the shit beat out of him. So – I mean, yeah, that's that's slightly puzzling. But I think – and that's why I I, I hesitate whether he starts Aria. 
Does he want Arya to play in a match where oh, they're no. going to be kicking the shit Please. out of him? Throw Doherty out here for this Zagreb. <laughs> yeah. Doherty. You'll yeah. get your ass yeah. kicked for 90 minutes against this, this is, Croatian this club. Has, this has Doherty Davies written all Oh, over please don't start it. both. Start both. I get, that, that's, <laughs> we're going to get two goals up in the first half, and then it's going to be everyone's ball game. Oh, this has Doherty Davies. But you, don't, you we, can't play Regulon, so it's Doherty Davies. Please, please I give me Doherty Davies. I think it's Doherty Davies. Uh, I think we see a big rotation here. I think it's more of a defensive setup playing on the counter. Um, so I think that we will revert back to uh, you know a counterattack, a low block, because – there's no risk in, in, in open having an open game here. Like He's going to start Delhi, isn't he? Isn't he, Colin? He's going to yes. waste Delhi on Thursday, so Delhi won't be able to start on on Sunday in a match we actually need him for. Well, I don't right. know. We might we don't have a choice on Sunday because no Lamella and no Sun. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Stevie B. Birdman didn't even make the bench against Arsenal. I mean. Redemption, yeah. redemption arc. It's kind of. I think I think what we see on Sunday, and let's just go straight to the. I'll, I'll predict a one-one draw as well on Thursday. So yeah. I think what we see on Sunday is I think there's a good chance we see Bale, Delhi, Lucas, and Kane as our front four uh, against Villa. Um, but thoughts on that front four? What do you guys think? Is am I off here? Is Stevie B coming in and taking Delhi at Delhi spot or that Bale spot or? What I like about that is that those that those three behind Kane can all switch positions. I do like that. You know, we saw Bale and Lamella switching in and out in the second half to some to some modicum of success. Delhi likes to go out wide every now and then and play down the center. So and we know Lucas can play down the center now. So maybe maybe that would give us enough mobility. Villa are pretty much been the most Jekyll and Hyde team. You, I mean. They've been really shit the past few months. They honestly have. I know they beat Arsenal a couple months ago, but you go back and look at their form, and they have some shocking results. Grealish is basically the glue of their team, and without him, they don't know what to do. Yeah, and unfortunately, he'll be back. <laughs> he'll be back. He'll be his first match back in a while, though, right? Yeah. So we don't know. I'm not, of course, of course he's back against us. As Jose said, everyone's fully fit against us. Yeah, it'll be a morale boost for that squad, though. Because he is their he is their captain he is their leader. Incoming so they, they, two nil flat performance. <laughs> Why do you hate me? Why do you hate um, me? So yeah, we is, it, is this game at Villa Park? Uh, yep. So I sort of head to to Villa Park on. We Sunday. get to play them twice in the next six weeks, guys. How lucky yeah. are we? Nice. And uh, yeah, like I said, Grealish is back. It looks like Barkley's kind of fallen out of favor. He started on the bench against Newcastle. Um, this is not a team that we should be afraid of. I mean, they they have uh, we should Traore, be afraid of every team. Traore got hurt against Newcastle. <laughs> Ollie, Watkins, be, Ollie Watkins has kind of fallen out of here. form. Well, Ollie Watkins uh, has had very little service since but Grealish. But he's had service, no service since Grealish. So this, you know, Grealish coming back changes everything for Villa. So it, I hope what it makes them is brave, so they they come out of their shell and try to attack us. That's what yeah. I hope. And they have a great center back pairing, like Tyrone Mings and uh, what's his name it starts with the K. I would take Mings in a heartbeat. It's Kunsa. Is that his name? I, I'd have to know more about. Kuate? No. No, that's that's, that's Palace's center back. Yeah, Kansa. Ezri Kansa. Uh, Ezri Kansa and Tyron Mings, I think, I don't are. Know anything about Kansa, but, he, but he, Mings is class. Mings is good. Kansa's 22. He's English. You know, he's one of those center backs that I think won't be at Villa next year. He's gonna go somewhere else. He's young. Um, you know, they have they have they have skilled players. This is not. While they're not in great form, this is not they're a top ten team, right? Technically they're, they're hanging a top on 10 team. to that. Yeah, they so they are. This is they're our chance on. to be a top ten team, Austin. Can we do it? Can we beat Villa at Villa Park on Sunday? 
I mean, we need to. If we can't beat Villa, then we're 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 not getting nothing out of the rest of the season. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like to be honest, I mean, Villa are top are are tenth because they started. So they've got fifteen of their points. They got hot. Like, well, how many points are they on, Colin? Forty one. Forty one. Uh, yeah. 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 They're on forty. They got fifteen of their points in the first six games of the season. So or first six or seven games of the season. So they got like. 30% of their points right off the bat. And they've been holding on to that like all season long. They're not a top 10 team on form. Um, I mean, honestly, neither are we, but, um, <laughs> but, say, uh, but on paper, on, pa- on paper, we should be going after them and attacking lineup should be the right. Cause they're not exactly a great pressing team either. Um, I don't think they, I've watched a game this season. I've watched a handful of games this season. I don't see them as a great pressing team. I know when they just played Newcastle, they didn't press Newcastle off the pitch. Um, you're right. They're, they're not a great, I've watched them a couple of times this time, this, this season against some reasonable teams. They're not great at pressing. And the reason that, um, that they fall out of form in Grealish is like you said earlier, Grealish is kind of the team, the the glue that holds everything together. And with him in there, he supplies pretty much everything for them going forward. And he is the player that pushes them forward into their defensive press. So that, to get them after teams, he is more or less the heartbeat of that team, cut him out. And they don't really know. It's like us in the previous seasons when we lose Kane, we don't know where to go beyond that. We're just kind of like, I, uh, I think he's, he's more akin to the handful of times we had to play without Erickson because Erickson yes. was always a mainstay in our team. Yeah. And if he was no... hurt or rotated out, do you remember our league cup games where we rested Erickson and we could barely beat like league two opposition mm-hmm. because our team was like, what do we do? Erickson's not here to the pass ball. the ball. I don't too. know who to pass the ball, but yeah, that's so yeah. If, if he comes in and they decide to, try and press us and we actually show up for these games because that's that's my biggest question here it's not do we have the talent to beat these teams it's unquestioned we have the talent to we should not be worried about an Aston Villa we should not be worried about Newcastle we should be able to look at okay well we got this United game coming up we got to worry about that one we got it but what Tottenham team is going to show up for Aston Villa and Newcastle is what concerns me. Is it going to be the Tottenham that played Palace and played them out of the park? Or is it going to be the Tottenham that showed up at Arsenal and just said, meh? Well, Chris, you're so right, man. Like, <laughs> since, since 2016-17, that's been the question. Like, in that season, I never questioned if the team was going to show up and fight for the points. We didn't always win them. We did down the stretch that season. But we never sh- – I don't remember a single flat – I'm sure we had one. But most that – what I remember that season is we always showed up ready to fight. And since that see. season – and since that season, e- even in Poch's last two full years and then in the last two years, we've we've had these games in big moments where we're just flat. You said There's 16, no excuse right? to show up 16-17 when we had 83 points or 84 points and 86. We had 86 points and that season. And we only, that we was only the didn't... season where we started off at the very beginning, kind of. Uh, well, we had a we had the, and then we during went the on Champions a League during the Champions League group stage. We had a lot of injuries, and Pochettino didn't really manage the team well. And then we won 13 out of our last 14 matches of the season, and we just couldn't quite ch- catch Chelsea. But we were knocked out in the group stage that season, if you remember, because Monaco yeah. went to like the semifinals or some shit. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, but since then, 
we've had matches where in big moments we just don't show up. Like, it's one thing if you lose a big match, but it's another when you just don't show up to play. Like, that's inexcusable. I don't care who the manager is. You're a professional fucking athlete. There's no reason why the majority of the players should show up flat like they did against Arsenal, like they did against Chelsea both times this season, like they did against Liverpool both times this season, like we did against Manchester City earlier a few months ago. Like, Colin, you, you both of you played we will, competitive we, soccer. We will get embarrassed in the cup final if we show up like we did. Uh, we're going to get yeah. embarrassed regardless, but we'll get really embarrassed <laughs> if we show up lackluster. I mean, well, I, I'm almost like I, I was t- talking to my girlfriend. I was like, hey, the 25th, like, let's watch this. Let's let's watch this final together. We haven't won a trophy in 13 years. Now I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch it with her. I'll, oh, I'm, I'm going to go, go, go be, to the movies. I'll go play golf or something. I'm I want to be like, miserable. Like, I, I don't want her to see me like that. Like, if it was anybody but Manchester City, I would have hope. Like yeah. literally any other English team, I'd be like. Maybe this Manchester City team, we're gonna get fucking annihilated. Yeah. Are you kidding me with this midfield? Like, if we play like we did against Arsenal, it's gonna be one of the worst Cup finals you can imagine. And I don't want to watch that. Yeah. All right, let's do predictions. We gotta get out of here. Villa, uh, Chris, Villa on Sunday at Villa Park. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> that face, Chris. That you mean? The score line is gonna be. Three to one. Now, <laughs> what team wins? I don't know. But the score line of that game will be three to one. You believe one of the two teams? Chris, won. Chris, if we lose to Villa, they will be they will have a game in hand and only be one point behind us. We'll, we'll if be. we if we lose to Villa, I'm off of this podcast because I won't be able to withstand to doing the rest of the season. I, I won't. I, I can't sit here and watch this. I dumpster fire in full effect. <laughs> <laughs> Austin, what you got here? Oh man, I, 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 because oh. you're so right, Colin. Like, if we lose, it basically means we're fighting for top, like, hopefully for top six. But we're if we win, for, if we, we're fighting for a Europa League spot, if we lose, if we win, we have a hope for top four. And if we draw, we're just it's in the same the hope fucking. That kills it's, you. It's, it's if we draw, we're basically stunned with top. I mean, a win, anything less than a win means top four is basically gone. But I just I don't know what team's gonna show up, and I don't. Oh man, I'm I'm gonna predict a two-one win with a late Kane winner. I guess might as well go throw it out there. I'll put a tenner on that. What are my odds on that? On that specific scenario, not just the scoreline, but the Kane scoring the winner. What, what what are my odds? I don't know if you can even find that, but if you can, let me know. Uh, I'm gonna go a two-nil win here. Two-nil. Uh, Clean yeah. sheet. Clean sheet. I think. Toby what, Sanchez. He did, what he's not real saying is uh, he's going two nil Aston Villa. <laughs> no, what he's not saying is he's gonna put he's gonna put twenty bucks on us drawing this match. Is what he's, he's actually gonna, gonna do. He's gonna text Probably. us Sunday afternoon and be like, oh, cool, I had the two nil. So what he's gonna text <laughs> us is, is Sunday morning. He's gonna be like, hey guys, plus three twenty for a draw. That's that's the bet of the weekend. That's the bet of the weekend. <laughs> uh, Austin, um, how do you feel about this Everton bet? Dude, I'm feeling. About as ambivalent about it as I've been all season, because every time I want to count them out, all the other teams are equally shit. And there's, I think, I think that sounds like Spurs. I, I, <laughs> I think that I think it's going to come down to that game against Tottenham. I think uh, it kind of will. It, honestly, so you're going to be rooting for Everton for your fifty dollars. No, 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 no. Fifty dollars. I would gladly pay fifty dollars right for now. Everton for an Everton loss. 
It's Everton's Actually, to be honest with you, to honestly, I don't want top six because I'd rather just win Europa League and get Champions League. I'd rather finish seventh with Everton sixth and us win Europa League. Then I win 50 bucks off you. It's not even the money. It's just that you're wrong. And, <laughs> and then we get Champions League. But you're so right, man. If we beat Everton, that might be the nail in their coffin for Europe. And it might yeah. be – but. They have it's a very tough schedule. You know what's going to happen? We're going to lose against Manchester United, and it's going to kill our top four hopes, but we're still going to beat Everton and put the nail in their coffin, and then I'm going to get nothing. I'm going to end up with $50 poorer and Spurs not uh, you know, where I want them to be. That's what's going to probably end up happening because I'm a Spurs fan, and yeah. I just accepted my fate. It's okay. I'm yeah. just saying it's 2002, and Everton and Spurs are, are fighting it out for UEFA League – qualification here that's what what this sounds like awful crazy crazy was well there's we can't go back we can't go back and fix what happened sunday we just have to go no. we have to go forward and we have to trust i can wipe the, it from my memory with enough with enough yeah. alcohol right enough booze possibly and we've certainly tried we have to <laughs> uh we have to focus on these games because they come thick and fast here we don't really have a break until the international break which i think uh we'll we'll will be nice for our squad. Is it an uh, international break or is it a mental health break? What's the... It's both. It's both. It's okay. Both. Yeah. So uh, we have, what, two fixtures and then we go on break, right? Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, after after Villa, it's a break for a little bit and then we yeah. come back against so we'll, Newcastle. We'll record after Villa um, and then we'll probably take a week off um, before. Right. And then, much so much we'll, needed week off. We we deserve it as well. So we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, hopefully... Uh, into the quarters of the Europa League and uh, three points closer to top four. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.